then I'm just like, you stupid motherfuckers. You don't realize what's going on here, do you? All of you dumbasses that are talking about, oh, Reddit's so biased about this. You're the same people that tell me as a commentator that I'm so biased towards XYZ team that, oh, he just loves sucking that no-tail dick. You know, like all that kind of shit. Is there any food that you just hard avoid? Or are you like super amicable with, with eating options? Uh... I I was pretty picky when I was younger, and I'm still kind of picky. So, yeah, there, there are definitely some foods that I avoid. I mean, the, the thing is, is like, I, you can't really help the fact that you don't like something, right? Yeah, but I always <laughs> find myself jealous of people who seem to not have that problem. Like, I think... I, I wouldn't call myself picky anymore, but I definitely one was now as a kid. And I think that my parents like helped enable that. Like they never really forced me to do something I like that I didn't want to do, which in one regard, really good. But also I feel like if they would have maybe nudged me a little bit more, I could have not been as picky. Uh, and there's some things that I still have never gotten over. Like I think I'll never eat pickles ever. I fucking hate it. I'll never eat like mayo. I like it always ruins a sandwich. And there's, mm. those are easy examples, but there's a bunch of other things that are, you know, d- not great. But, um, I, I, I'm trying to be less picky with food, but I feel like I'm like, I've hit a plateau. Like I did a really good job when I was like in, in my, <laughs> late teens and 20s i guess i'm still in my 20s but my late teens and early 20s of like expanding my my food network but i feel uh-huh. like I'm, I'm i'm stuck and i'm not growing it much more <laughs> this is a big life goal for you kind this of. is quite the topic of conversation I mean, I'm just you expanding your food taste, and you're disappointed in yourself for not working on it as well. I tried to start downing some pickles, dog. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, just looking. I'm looking for. You. I'm looking for other feedback because other other people around me like seem like it's very easy for them to just be like, yeah, fucking YOLO. I'll I'll just do whatever. But I'm just like a base level more reductive. Uh, uh, reductive. What the fucking word do I want? Re- reluctant. That's the one. I found it. Thank you, me. Uh, f- for new stuff. So I, I didn't know if you had any advice for me, but I guess I guess not. Maybe I'm in a better spot than you are. No, I'm I'm pretty firmly in the. If you don't like something, then that that's it. I mean, like, of course, if if I'm really hungry, I'll eat it. Like, I ate a lot of stuff when I was in the military that I was just like, I knew I didn't like it, but it was better because of how hungry I was all the time. So, uh, you know, I was I was able to just eat it anyway. Anything for the calories at that point in time. But uh, as an adult, like, I I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Like taste changes, so I'm I'm still willing to try things. I'm for the most part I'm willing to try things. Right when I was in the Philippines, like this is the one thing. Anybody ever calls me picky? All right, I I was in the Philippines and I tried balut. Do you know what that is? I'm well aware of what that. I used to watch a lot of travel channel shows when I was younger, (laughs) and I feel like 
Uh, if you want to make good TV, it's a very visceral food to just put in front of camera because it looks gross. Mm-hmm. Maybe people will be offended mm-hmm. by that, but also just the the imagery of it. How did that happen, and why did you say yes to it? Was it like an option? Was it for for a bit? Was it for a, a life achievement? Did the little Xbox notification pop up and you got like a hundred points? <laughs> No, it was the first time that we did uh, ESL one in uh, in the Philippines, and that was a great event. It was the first time that we were ever there. Uh, it was the first time that I had been in Southeast Asia, and that was a content piece that they wanted to do was just various people trying balut because that is the one thing like all the Filipinos like always say that that's like the go to food. Like, oh, have you tried balut? Just because they know it, it'll put people off. Yeah. You know, it's like the most like extreme, you know, that that's relatively common. So they always ask, have you tried Balut? And so they wanted to make a content piece out of that. And most of almost all the talent declined. And I was I said I was down and I think Slacks was leading that content piece. So he also did it. And then a couple of like backstage people. Uh, stepped up and did it as well. Like a couple of production people, like ESL people or something like that. Maybe a couple of Mineski, uh, the Mineski crew. And uh, yeah, pretty much everyone puked or spit it back up except for me. And uh, I think my slacks might have downed it. Did you eat the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, I did not eat the whole thing, no. Um, But I did. But I I did drink because it's basically like two parts, right? It's like you crack open the egg and then you drink the liquid, which was totally fine. It was just like egg. It just tasted like scrambled eggs, basically, okay. in, in, in a runny form. And, uh, and then, the, the <laughs> and then the chick is the second part where the chewing is involved. And uh, that part, I, 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 uh, I definitely remember gagging, but uh, I did swallow. I, I, did, I did chew it up and I did swallow. It was very gross. Like I, it, it, the texture was not. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's like you can get feathers, you know, or or like a half formed beak. It's just like <laughs> I think I got feathers. I think I remember that's what I got. I really struggle. I think most with uh, texture as opposed to taste. I think I'm pretty decent at putting up with taste, aside from some specific cases like pickles. Um, but but texture is what gets me. So like even if I'm Dude, your cat's your cat's fucking owning the shot right now. So I um, put my cat tower behind my desk because I thought it would be just funny to have for for the stream. And she's refused to go up there until this moment. <laughs> <laughs> this, my cat's finally like, oh, you're doing the podcast now? Let me climb up there finally. You got to watch. The- <coughs> Fuck, forgive me. You got to watch the video version for, for that. Um uh, what, what the fuck am I saying? Texture. I, I have I have a problem yes, with texture. texture. So, so like uh, getting getting those feathers or getting a little bit of beak or like if I'm eating fried chicken and there's like a rye bones all over the place, like I almost get more of a of an icky response to that than I do to a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I had to do. I've never done Beloit, um, but I have done pig's eyes. Mm, okay. Just like eyeballs eyeballs the like uh almost like they're grapes and it was also for a content piece and i 
really didn't want to do it, but I kind of like put myself in a corner because I talked too much shit to back down. Like it's almost <laughs> like I was playing a game of chicken with other people and I was convinced uh-huh. no one else was going to do it. And the second that someone else, you know, did, I'm like, I'm so fucked. I never wanted to do that. And it was like this this is going to put some people off. This whole conversation is going to put a lot of people off. So I'm very sorry. I I I can't wait to see the metrics for this episode of like the listen time because it has to drop off a cliff. But what happens when you when you eat like a like an eyeball that's an eyeball is that you know how how can I describe it? Um, is it like a juicy fruit that like, like you bite into it and it just releases a bunch of liquid? <laughs> Yes, except, That's what I'm imagining. except the skin, which would be on the outside of like the grape or whatever fruit you're thinking of in this sense, uh-huh. is much thicker. So, ah. so you really like, it's not like you bite it and then it collapses like 80% of the way and then it breaks. Like you're getting a much firmer bite down onto the eyeball before it releases its, its juice. And so that, before it does, it's, it's just like a mushy sh- sack oh, that you're just kind of chewing on and breaking. And the thing is, is that mine made like a popping noise, and, and the, the popping, <laughs> the popping noise was so off-putting. Um, yeah, I, I really, I'm not, I'm not about it. I had, I had a lot of Korean fried chicken tonight, which was pretty good, um, but it was definitely like not white people fried chicken in the sense that you know the the, the chicken was cut up in a bunch of different ways to where uh, uh-huh. you you were eating it you were eating around more bones and i just felt lazy like i felt like man i wish that i could eat the chicken that i know how to eat like i'm really advanced at eating drumsticks and wings at this point right like buffalo wild wings has really <laughs> trained me good wing stops got me by the balls but uh as soon as i get a weird piece of chicken i'm like how do i how do i eat this where's the nuggets why is my life so easy yeah i've tried uh I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I've tried. When I've been in China, um, sometimes we'll get some stuff. Um, the first thing that comes to mind would be cow tongue. I know we I've definitely had that. Um, cow tongue's usually. Unique. What's that? Cow tongue's you can get cow tongue at most Korean barbecue, and oftentimes cow tongue's pretty yeah. good. Also, cow tongue is also a staple in in a lot of like Mexican tacos if you do street tacos. So so tongue is surprisingly good. Uh, if if you cook it right, but if you just go to the deli section and they have a tongue, normally it's just like the whole tongue and it looks kind of repulsive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really remember, really remember what else. I uh, I typically stay away from like any <laughs> anything that can give me some sort of like uh, what's it called like brain disease. Like I'm not trying to eat like cow brain, you know. Oh, you don't want like, mad cow? Uh, yeah, I don't want to get the, the was it Pyron's py, Pylon? So, so something like that. I'm confusing with the StarCraft term now. <laughs> yeah, py, Pylons are the StarCraft thing. Um, yeah. I, but whatever the brain disease is <laughs> that you get. I'm just thinking about I, I ain't trying mad to get cow. that. Yeah, I, I, have a, uh, I have a pretty bad peanut allergy. Um, which just makes me an inferior human in general. Like I shouldn't be alive without modern medicine. And that makes it hard when I travel sometimes in places where I don't speak the language to really try and communicate that. And it makes me more gun shy to try food because I don't know when it's like a Mm. casual ingredient and stuff. So I had that problem in, uh, when I was in Shanghai, I'm like, 
slightly nervous to eat a lot of things where I wasn't sure if there was ingredients I didn't know. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, obviously, I was fine. I don't even know how much peanuts they cook with, but it's always at the top of mind, and it's always a real pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, Fogti is definitely allergic to uh, nuts and berries, so he has to skip out on a lot, a lot of stuff whenever we're at events and there's catering. Berries seems like a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially nowadays, because, you know, you'll get, like, so many dates and other types of berries that are just, like, used as organic sweeteners and, like, all this whole food sprouts bullshit, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mad. Um, anywho, okay, so, we made people So hungry. you got on this topic because of your dinner? Is that why you got on this topic? Yeah, I was looking over at the fried chicken I was eating, and I was just, you know. <laughs> I, fried, fried chicken isn't weird. Like, I'm not making the argument that, you know, because I ate chicken that was cut differently, I should be uh, rewarded. But I, I'm always interested in other people's eating habits because I feel like as someone who was a picky eater, it's like a, it's like a shy topic for me. Like, I feel like once you get past a certain age, it's almost shameful to be like, Yo, oh, it I'm is. kind of a picky eater, right? You, you, because yes, you're like, it's very I'm, shameful. I'm an adult. I should eat whatever I want to. Like, but uh-huh. but people don't talk about it, and it's never like when I was a kid. I never saw people in their 30s like just enjoying a good chicken strip, right? And that's not the case. Adults and all people do that all the time. Like people fucking love chicken strips, but like I feel like oh, this is just like kids' food or stuff that I need to grow out of, and I didn't. And then it took me a while to like come to terms with like people can just eat whatever the fuck they want. So I'm learning. I'm evolving. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, at, at this point in time, like, I'll keep on trying things one-off, but when, once I've tried it and I don't, don't like it, then I'm not going back. Like, <laughs> like, why would I? If I'm at, like, a really nice restaurant, like, I'll eat everything there because, obviously, it's just better. Yeah. And it's, 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 a, it's like a bit of a journey as well, like, figuring out how well they made something taste. But I don't need it other than that, like... I don't eat a ton of fish, so uh, I got taken to a nice sushi dinner recently, and I'm like, well, I'm going to pretend that I love fish, and I ate a lot of sushi, and it was very nice, and it was kind of expensive, and I didn't pay for it, which is part of the reason I was there, and uh, it was fine. I don't love sushi now, but like, I, I, I can put up with it. So what have you been up to since uh, we did the podcast with Ziori, right? That yeah, was we... like, was that a week and a half ago? God, Two weeks ago? that was... No, dude, that was like... No, we did Kyle. We just did Kyle. Ago, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. I blocked that. <laughs> mental I blocked that out of my mind. You blocked it out of your memory? What? I, I feel like we had very polar different uh, reactions to talking to Kyle because I know that like you've heard these stories and these anecdotes from Kyle before because you guys are around each other so much and you you are friends. Whereas I was just very morbidly interested in his ramblings because I'm not exposed to mm-hmm. them. So I think that we both had very different uh, outcomes. And as feedback for that episode starts to trickle, and I also think it's interesting to see like how many people enjoyed Kyle versus how many people found it insufferable and i'm always a fan of the idea uh of being polarizing like it's been it's better to be Mm -hmm. polarizing than to you know be be neutral i think we've talked about that before um and i think that kyle very clearly does a good job at that there was that uh, surely you saw that reddit there people are like i don't i didn't think i liked kyle but then i liked him after the show which one cool i guess 
I'm glad nice. that you. I'm glad that you, person who made that Reddit thread, are listening to the show. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I did not see. I did not see it. I'm, I'm now. I'm gonna have to go find it. I think if you just search Kyle and then look for past week, you surely it'll surely pop up. Um, All right. Yeah, so I, I think that was actually uh, very, very, very interesting. And then you just blocked it out of your memory, and you're like, "What's been going on for the last week?" <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, I I love Kyle, and I have very much I've had uh, a lot of good, deep conversations with Kyle, but the the first. <laughs> First 20 times you have that same conversation with Kyle, it's great. <laughs> but on the 21st and 22nd and 23rd time, then, you know, <laughs> it starts to get a, a bit much. But uh, what, I, what I appreciate about Kyle is that he is like so unapologetically. Well, I wouldn't say unapologetically, but he is he is very much him. Um, I, I like people like I what I really appreciate about my like the friends that i built up in my life is that they they're all unique um like they're very all them in a in a certain way you know if you think about like blitz like who else do you know that's really like blitz you know like uh Not many another people. one of my good friends like charlie like <laughs> like there's a lot of good things about charlie there's some bad things about charlie but charlie is like very specifically him you know, like, I don't know anybody else who's anywhere close to being like Charlie. Uh, you know, and, and I feel like uh, a lot of my friends, like Melk is a great example of that. God, I don't know anybody else like Melk. Melk is, is something else, you know. Uh, but that's, that's what makes the, the friendship so interesting and, uh, and so fun. And so uh, I, love, I love that Kyle is like, uh, granted, I, I disagree with his, his thoughts sometimes on like, like that trite god it stuck with me that uh, the only part that stuck with you was that trite saying about um you know if, if you do what you love you never work a day in your life and i'm sitting there going like kyle you're like the like uh, out of the list of people that i've heard complain at events Dude, <laughs> you're, you're not you're not in the you're 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 not in the top three but you're probably fourth or fifth do you? I mean, I'm going to ask you after the show is in the top three. Let, remind me about that. That's not for you. That's for my. <laughs> that's for my knowledge, Mister Mister Listener. Right now, Mrs. Listener, gender neutral. Appreciate it. Um, how, how do you think you got to a place where so many of your friends are like interestingly unique or have like strong personalities like that? Would you also consider yourself in that group, or do you like wonder? No. Like, if if everyone Hell, around I, you is like kind of kind of almost a character, and then you're yeah. like. I feel like it's rude to say a normal person, but for the sake of this exercise, I, yeah. a normal person. Like, how, how do you how do you justify like being average Joe in the, in this cohort with people who are all I, I like? Don't, could I be don't cartoons? really know. I, I've thought about that a few times because pe- people may think that I um, that I look at that negatively, uh, but I I actually think that's a really good thing um, that the my friends are the, the the way they are like i think that's the right <laughs> it's kind of weird to say but i almost feel like it's the right way to be somebody you know just to like fully embrace everything that you are and just be like to the max what you are um and i don't think i am that um and maybe that's part of the reason why i've built up some of these friends is just because i feel like i am very go with the flow like I'm very, I know a couple of things about me. I know I'm a very relaxed person uh, that I, I'm able to just like meld with a lot of different people. So uh, maybe that's part of the reason. 
Uh, but I don't know. I, I mostly, I, I think I'm just lucky. I think I'm just lucky that I have so many like interesting friends. Yeah. I you guess know? there's probably like, also- how, how did, how do we get into this friendship? You know, like I just answered, you sent me an email <laughs> and I, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I sent you a DM on Twitter because you were looking for a voice acting agent and I was like, I might be able to help you. We don't really talk much. We've talked three times. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, there's this other thing. Is it going to be weird? Now I'm just pestering him twice in a week for no real reason. Ah, what the fuck? And then here we are. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I, maybe there's some confounding variable that like a lot of your friends are people who are like inherently on camera talent and that probably yes. attracts like a certain type of personality or person that, that tends to, to shine or be promoted. Um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a, a big part of it. It's like most of my friends are are talent, and if they're not talent, then they like could be. They could be on camera. Um, Milk being like a good example of that, even though he doesn't do it anymore. Um, like his personality is actually better off camera than it is on camera because <laughs> who he is as a person is not acceptable <laughs> for any on camera work ever. For anybody. Well, that makes any, sense. <laughs> under any circumstances whatsoever. That makes um, sense why it works at 100 Thieves then, right? Because all those people have. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> uh, a joke for 10 I, I people. Think th- that is why, like, Kyle, in, in, my, in my opinion, I think Kyle is one of the best talent in the Dota 2 scene. He, he is polarizing, and there are some people that, that hate him, but a lot of people love him, and that is what makes him so great for as like a Dota 2 talent. You want at least one person. You can have too much for sure, but you want at least one person who makes you feel something, who makes strong stands, who, makes, who has strong opinions on things, and you can either agree with it or disagree with it. I mean, just look at all the sports talk radio. I know Kyle loves that stuff. Kyle, Kyle loves all of the, the, the divisive. I don't, I don't watch those shows. The only one that I watch is Inside the NBA. Um, well, that's because I, everyone loves Shaq. But, but I, I know you know some names, right? Like, I feel like um, it's on like the tip of my tongue, but there's like a couple of like, there's the shock jock guy that I always see people complaining about. And then oh, yeah, I mean, there's the debate show. I mean, you can even just talk about Shannon Sharp and somebody else. I don't know actually much sports talk radio. Actually, all the names that pop to my mind are either like classic radio and like more of the stern space and like Rush Limbaugh Mm. or like weird alt-right people because I've spent so much time making fun of Alex Jones in my free time that like I think about that. But I actually (laughs) don't follow that much pure sports media. Uh, I'll watch Inside the NBA if I'm watching a Lakers game because it'll be on Mm -hmm. after if I don't have anything to do. Like, it's a good background programming, and I think... And I really like the show from a production standpoint. Um, I I would wonder, like, if I got to play, you know, Kingmaker for a TO, who I would want to put on panels like that. Because there's a strong argument for Kyle because of all the things you just said. But then also there's there's drawbacks uh, thinking from a production side of like, well, if I have too many people like that, is it just going to be like a hard working environment? Or like, because um, part of me is like, man, I wish I could have like 
seven capitalists. It's probably incredibly easy. No one's going to complain. Everything's going to get done. But then no one's going to really be spicy at the same time. Yeah, so like, the, the show will not be that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will be complacent. They'll be nodding at each other and shaking hands and be like, yeah, that was a great Everyone point, will sir. be working really well together. You know, Everyone <laughs> will be agreeing. If somebody does disagree, they'll be like, oh, I think you're right about this one thing. But here's, you know, it'll be very, <laughs> it'll be very nice to each other in that regard um no i i I try and be uh spicy when i can but i it's not as authentic you know when when kyle does it um but but speaking to that there was actually just recently uh it wasn't me i i think i would actually do a very good job in building shows like this because i've thought about this sort of thing a lot i've thought about just talent work in general it's Mm -hmm. um it's why i try and also help out other casters and stuff and give them criticisms when I can. Um, but it was somebody else is actually blitz. who was in charge of a show that isn't happening yet. Uh, but he was basically helping out a tournament organizer since he's not talent. He kind of decided who the talent were. Um, mm-hmm. so he kind of put the show together and I was actually not on that list. Um, and we talked about it and I, there was absolutely no hard feelings whatsoever. I, I completely understood where he was coming from in that the people that there was like one or two people that they're like, we must have these. And then the rest of the show was kind of built around that. Uh, and there were better people to be in that spot than there was for me to be, to make a good enough show. Right. Uh, and I totally agreed with that. So I think there, there is definitely a balance that you have to take. Um, you need Kyle's and Grant's like those are the, I think they, they almost don't realize their own worth yet. Uh, Kyle, because he's a controversial person. So there's a lot of like Reddit hate that he gets and stuff like that. Um, and then Grant, Grant just, I mean, he used to work at Walmart and stuff, right? Like he, he's a pretty humble guy and he, he's not, he doesn't really try and ever like push things so much, very much like slacks. But I think those are two of like the most valuable, uh, panel talent members right now because they can make a show. Um, granted, sometimes they, the, the show becomes more about them than anything else, but you can always rely on them to make entertainment. You know, like I can put like bland talent people, like I'm not going to name names, but like me, let's just say me, I can put bland talent members with Kyle and they will be good foils for Kyle, you know, and, and it will work out really well. Same goes with Grant, like BTS's shows, like they're, they're never paying Grant enough because I guarantee you like Grant just makes that show. And I'm there. I'm on the show. I'm I'm like <laughs> not competing with that. I'm I'm working with that. And you know, I I can tell. Like Grant just makes it. And you know, I'm not trying to like. I you just recognize what's good and you just go with it. You know, and Grant Grant does that. I think it's really cool to see uh, any time that uh, the, the better show prepa- uh, prevails over nepotism. I'm always a big fan of that. Cause I think that, you know, even you just telling me that story, like it's, it's very easy to see someone not, not blitz because he didn't do this, but like anyone else who would just, you know, either pick their friends or pick people who they know they've worked with before or pick people who they have mm-hmm. some kind of social relationship to. And it's not just, you know, I, I think you see it a lot in esports. You see it a lot in older esports more specifically where it was more of uh, the term old boys club was turned thrown around a lot. 
but I mean, you can extrapolate that far beyond esports. It's it's not just like a, yeah. an endemic problem to us. But I, th- I think it's really cool just to hear like, oh yeah, you know, like my friend knew that there could have been a better option, and he didn't just pick me because we're friends and there's social pressure. So that's that's like really nice and refreshing from like a very like hundred yard philosophical stance. Yeah, I think. Um I mean, it's it's easy to uh, I think be in that position right now just because I am I am getting work, so like Blitz doesn't have to worry about me. Like if I if I needed to put food on the table, then you know maybe maybe it would be different. I I don't know, uh, but it's like I I have not had any sort of shortage of work. I worked ESL one LA online. That was uh, a lot of a lot of days of work. Then I just worked this uh, charity tournament. I worked that charity tournament just to be clear with everyone. I didn't volunteer. <laughs> I, I, I always feel like a little bit weird about the, uh, the, the very, for this tournament, it wasn't very much, but whenever you do something like that, there's always the people like thinking like, Oh, you know, you're doing such a, a good thing. And I'm just like, I, I got paid for this. Uh, I didn't volunteer my time. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah maybe my rates are a little bit lower because it's a charity tournament i definitely did not negotiate very well for myself when it came to that charity tournament because i was like oh, it's charity but i definitely got paid yeah i think a lot of people actually don't realize that a lot of charities like you hear the term proceeds to charity and sometimes proceeds is a very small amount because they're yeah. paying the people who are working on it. They're paying the people who are making it. And that's that's like sometimes the proceeds like is after the production company takes their own cut for like just doing the whole production too. like most mm-hmm. of the time on things like this. People are getting paid. Sometimes it's not 100 percent of their rates, but most of the time like it is. And you'll see successful events that you're like, wow, look, look at all the money that went to charity when really if you go back and dig into the finances, it's not the case. And I don't think that's, I'm not saying that like this is the case with the, with the event that just happened in Dota, but just in a more holistic sense, it, it happens all the time. And it's not like people ever really follow up and do bookkeeping with stuff like this, right? Like, it's not like this week, next week, a month from now, people are going to be like, did, did gamers without borders really send money to those places? Like, we don't think about that. We don't follow up. We just assume that all this goodwill happens. Um, there, was, there was that guy who put out the, the video, which uh, I saw you commented on and stuff that uh, that was about the ties between Saudi Arabia and, you know, the, the just fishing for goodwill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, you know, like I feel a little weird about those things just because um, it's it's not that. It, it leads into a different to- topic of conversation. It's a little bit different when it's coming from a country that's doing it. But the, the topic of conversation of charity and how much of it is PR. So much um, of it. A lot of the times. We, like we, okay, so we got into a, a, a bit of a, a tough argument um, when it came to... Do you remember the Drake's, uh, music, Drake's music video, God's Plan? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, and you remember he was he was giving out money to a lot of people, and he did a lot of good with that money, right? Mm-hmm. That that video was obviously very very successful, and people were like, initially there was oh it's he's doing this really great thing, but there was this natural counter circle jerk that was going on, which was, well he's just giving away money 
because, you know, it's good publicity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I always hate that argument because, it, again, it's different when, when it comes to, you know, big geopolitical landscapes and stuff like that. But when it comes to people doing stuff like that, like, there, there are reasons for doing good things. They, I always feel like they really shouldn't just be criticized so much. Like, there's always this big counter circle jerk about these sort of things about like, oh, but how much is he getting out of it? You know, if you were true charity, you wouldn't say anything at all. Like all that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it gets but really com- it gets complicated because I I understand both sides of the coin. Like I've been a part mm-hmm. of charity events that were, you know, as, as like a contractor that are very clearly like business PR ploys. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that those are often still successful because under the veil of charity, everything kind of gets to be made better. And while good is being done and you shouldn't ignore that net good, a lot of times I feel like in a, in a, in a corporate boardroom, it's like, well, how can we do a good PR thing? Oh, let's do a charity thing. So like, uh, I, I feel like, at least for me, sometimes I'm skeptical of people with pure intentions when really it doesn't matter as long as, you know, the money and the help is going to the right place. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think the, the larger scale it is, like when you're talking about countries or we're talking about like corporations and companies and stuff like that group uh, activity, then I feel like maybe the criticism is more warranted. But when it, like whenever it comes to people, uh, giving away to charity, uh, that that argument always comes up of like, oh, if you you know you, this was truly altruistic, then you, you know like the, everyone's gone through philosophy one hundred and one and had that day where they talked about altruism and how there's no true altruism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where's what Kyle? about I'm the mother sure saving her child? You know, like they, 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 I remember the philosophy argument and being like this. Stupid discussion with a bunch of freshmen in high school for like thirty minutes straight about like what about the mother saving a child and oh the, 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 there's these uh, these instincts that you have et cetera et cetera and like oh fucking get me out you know like I, I didn't I remember I didn't want to be a part of that conversation but uh you know like at the end of the day if if they're getting a good feeling out of it if they're getting like twenty percent of it is for selfish reasons eighty percent of it is selfish reasons well there's still a ten percent or twenty percent that they were trying to do something good and they did do something good. So yeah. <laughs> like, why, why are we clowning on that so much? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that, uh, it's also, it was all online too. I probably would have been more skeptical of gamers at that board. If there were a lot of people who were flying over to Saudi Arabia for like a big thing, then I'd probably be a little all bit right. more Then I, I might send you a message and be like, this is probably a good payday cap. Might be a bad idea, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let me be clear. For my work for the the charity event, that that was none of that was altruism. <laughs> that was that was one percent altruism and ninety nine percent getting paid. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, because that's, if you know what, because if charity's giving away millions of dollars, goddamn, they can give a couple thousand to me. You know, like. Yeah, we're we're charity cases too, right? Like we're we're <laughs> millennials in 2020. No one owns a home, but like give charity. Look at the student debt. <laughs> we need to walk away yeah. from this before people uh, get even more upset between the, uh, the 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 weird food talk and and the semi political talk. Um, hmm, hmm. What's something I can make fun of? What's something? Uh, but what's something it, but I can yes, make fun there. Of? <laughs> Uh, but the point was, there was Dota, there was uh, there's the charity tournament, and Secret kicked ass there. 
They uh, 3-0'd Navi, and they're currently kicking ass in Dota Pit. And I assume we're going to see them at ESL1 Birmingham, where they're probably going to be kicking some more ass. Secret does not stop when it comes to their DPC runs. Even though the DPC is over, as long as it's not TI, Secret dominates. How much... uh... Do you think that they're full boot camp practicing in this environment? Like, are they? No, they're they're just that Ah. good. That doesn't matter. They're they're just that good. I I think that their floor is higher than most teams' ceiling. And as a result, they can just show up and play and be better than most teams. So if they do put in some effort, you know, if they do put in a little bit more time, then they sometimes just crush people. Um, everyone's kind of in the same playing field. I think all of the teams, um, or at least most of the teams, I think there are a few exceptions, like, say, the Ninjas of the Pajamas team. Um, they're, they're an exception to this, but I think most of the teams you're seeing are naturally Tier 1 or Tier 2. All of them in these tournaments have like a pretty good shot of being able to make a TI when there is a TI. And because there is no TI, motivation is low. So as a result, they're all kind of in the same area, which was their, 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 their floors are higher than the tier two, tier three ceilings, right? Mm-hmm. But they're also not in like full boot camp, like grind it out. We're here to own this tournament mode, you know? I it's, think it's, that's part it's of why. some effort for sure, but not a ton. I think we're seeing the teams who are giving effort relative to teams who might be giving less effort are being rewarded. I think that has something to mm-hmm. do with Liquid doing so well right now. Um, yeah. So well being a, like a string of third places. But, you know, compared to what they were doing before, like, you know, you're watching their effort pay off. Uh, no, I sound like a company man. But it, it's interesting to see what teams are like <laughs> taking this, this time seriously and what teams have to in order to survive and stay competitive versus which teams might not have to and can still just be at home be safe in quarantine play dota make a paycheck you know yeah i think um you know you look at uh og and secret uh both of them are like doing some stuff that is kind of unique like uh i've been playing four position sniper because secret keeps on running it with the app store and i for the life of me i just cannot be convinced by it you know, I'm just like, this does not seem that good. What's like, why are you guys still running? What's the theory? It, what's the theory of how that's supposed wins. to work? What's the theory of how it's um, supposed to work? Because I feel like that's some dumb shit I would do and enjoy doing <laughs> it, but not at the level that you're playing Dota. And obviously not at the level Secret's playing Dota. Um, okay, so some theories behind it. Headshot is good in lane. Uh, it's a really good harassment tool. So you get like boots first and you just right-click people. Um, when you get levels of shrapnel, level two, three, four, you're able to farm uh, neutral camps really well, which seems to be quite value overall. Um, I haven't exactly delved into the economy of it, but hitting neutral creeps does feel good if you can be pretty efficient about it. Uh, maybe it's just because there's less gold on the map through lane creeps, um, so therefore, you want to take more out of the jungle uh, to make up for that loss. 
But some of these greedier forward positions that can farm pretty well are really nice. So a sniper can just like at any time stack a hard camp, throw down shrapnel and farm it really easily. And then he gets Aghanim Scepter. And once you've got Aghanim Scepter, you're uh, actually kind of a hero because you've got a like 600 damage nuke that does like 1.5 second stun at like 3000 range or something absurd. So, uh, yeah, Do you <laughs> that, still that, that part's kind of good. Do you still get like a hurricane pike first, or are we getting like an agonim no, very early? You just rush agonims. Wow. Uh, all of these four positions that I'm spamming right now, weaver, tankies, and sniper, they all pretty much rush agonims. <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> it's I'm seeing you advertise yourself as someone who's playing a lot of techies, and I'm just like wondering yeah. what's up with that because I feel like that's like intentionally <laughs> putting a scarlet letter on yourself. Like you're saying, hey everybody, I'm here to probably make some people sad. Do you want to come watch me make some people sad, maybe? Come on into the circus. Like, are you just. Uh, have, are you you, know, are, I think people. Uh, people um, I think people are interested in watching techies. For that, that is one reason, um, and I think people are more interested in watching uh, somebody play tankies if they are not spamming uh, techies for for years and years and years, and they're techies only player. Okay, you know okay. that that feels gross and disgusting. For me, I'm learning techies because I played it in Dota one, and maybe I played one or two games in in Dota two, um, but. Ever since I watched Virtus Pro Zayats uh, and the way he played techies, he made me interested in the hero. I was like, holy shit, I can play this kind of techies. This is not a split push, set mines everywhere, wait for them to walk into it. This is an aggressive team fighting techies that runs at people. And I'm like, that, I can play that. That looks fun. That looks exciting. Uh, and that is kind of what I'm learning to do. And uh, I think it it's going well? pretty fun. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty funny. And uh, it's really strong, too. So it checks all the boxes right now for me. It is super fun to play right now. It's like the little bit of ginger wasabi on your plate on your plate of streaming. Oh yeah. So you can have like the main course. You can play a bunch of Weaver games. You can be like, hey everybody, I'm doing my role. I'm getting my MMR. And then every now and then you're like, this is a techies game. And then everyone's like, lol. And uh, you know, I just uh, I play every single time I play techies. Something about it just, you know, I stream more for myself. Uh, I wouldn't quite say that, but like my, the, the way my stream is, it's more about like what I want to do and something about it really tickles my funny bone, but I like playing techies and then turning on classical music for whatever reason, just like, you know, having some, some Mozart playing in the background while I suicide dive into somebody. It's just something about it. You know, it just, it just really works for me. So I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, my MMR isn't, going up but it's not going down either so man uh do you think that we're gonna see a patch now that they talked about the battle pass or are we just gonna see a battle pass next week yeah i'm sure we're just gonna see a battle pass i i am optimistic that we're going to be seeing a patch sometime in the the next month or two but as far as i understand val when it comes to this time uh i've heard this almost every single it's like all hands on deck work on battle pass. They're they're all just like grinding in hours to they get all, the battle pass put they out. They all the Half Life Alex people. They're not doing anything anymore. Can't they just be like, hey everybody, come make the hats? You, you know, like 
you do a good enough job on this battle pass and it makes enough money that, you know, I'm sure that's somebody's second home in Hawaii that's being made. So they're putting in 80 hour weeks or something. You know? <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. I I should get it. I want to get invited to the second Remember, Valve is about the bonuses, man. And battle pass, that's a moneymaker. So I'm sure I'm sure there are some Valve employees that are getting paid some some buco bucks i was happy the battle pass sold 100 million plus <laughs> i'm i'm very interested in a couple of things i'm well first off i'm interested that they told us it was going to happen um oh. at least from like a subreddit community perspective i'm glad that we can kind of call the people who are just going batshit crazy right now over it like it's nice to be like hey everybody it's coming please calm down i appreciate that i appreciate that I'm interested in what's going to happen with the Battle Pass in terms of monetary. How is it going to affect this TI or not TI or maybe TI? I want to know what's going on with the money. Uh, I'm interested in how long it's going to last for. I'm interested in what they're going to do this year that's that's different. What are, what are what are some uh, like key Battle Pass hopes or wishes from you? Like do you want to just see the same stuff from last year? Was that adequate for you? Was anything shit that you can do away with? I know people didn't like the coaching stuff. Uh, what's what what what's what's capitalist twenty twenty battle pass predictions? Mm, I would like a really good custom game of some sort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I would like I would like some sort of. Um, what are the custom games that I've had the most fun with? There was the one that was in like the tunnels thing. Um, that was one of the more recent ones. Then going way back, there was like Wraith Night or something like that. <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, Dire Tide was okay, I guess. Uh, those were actually not as good as... I, I didn't like them as much as, as people seem to like them. I think people liked the drops that they were getting more than anything. Um but I, I like any of the survival ones. Those were really fun. I, I just remember I had this really, like, I had such a fun moment when it was one of those defending, like, a throne situation uh, as waves come in. And, like, it was the one, it just come out. And I was playing with a group of friends. And, like, round 15 shows up. And it was this big, it was these big spiders and then you kill the spiders and like the egg sack explodes and a bunch of little spiders are everywhere. And we're all just going, oh, God. Oh, what is it? Oh, oh God, it's so gross. You know, I, and that was such a fun moment that I had. Uh, so I hope to have something like that again with the battle pass. That would be fun. Yeah, I liked uh, uh, I liked Under Hollow. I don't know. I think people were really polarized by that one. That was the one that was kind of like a like a, uh, a fucking Fortnite team last team standing what do you call those battle royale games oh like yeah that, that was the royale. one in the, the tunnels yeah i like that one that one uh, was interesting silt breaker i think was the one that was the most uh, uh yes. interesting and unique that was yes. always fun i played them a lot of times just to get the uh the emote unlocks that was that was my goal i'm like dude mm -hmm. i gotta have this emote for chat that i'm never gonna use so i'm just a sucker who <laughs> caves into uh, in, caves into emote pressure um god what there was there was dark moon i forget what dark moon was that was the chinese new year one where you uh at the end you defeated the dragon thing and you could you could get like a platinum baby roshan or something or was, i think that i think that was where you defeated the invoker at the end there's the other one that was the dragon oh, too okay. there was a couple of those 
yeah, all, all that stuff was was fun for the most part. So hopefully there is something like that. Um, I, I I'm just I'm most curious about what they're gonna do for. I mean, ranked roles was a thing that was in the last battle pass, right? And that just became part of the game. So I don't know if they're gonna do any yeah. fun quality of life stuff out of the battle pass, or if it's just mostly gonna be you know hats and game modes. Uh, I'd like to see. I guess I'd like to see a game mode too. Fuck, I can't. I can't think of much else. I mean, more chaos knight items. That would be mm-hmm. that would be on my wish list. <laughs> Fun bounty hunter immortals. That'll be on Good my chat. wish list. Good chat wheel lines. Uh, it always improves my my pubbing experience when there's really good chat wheel lines to spam in game. It's just more fun, man. It's is just gonna, more fun. Is this gonna finally be your year? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, like part of me, part of me hopes that I do get one, but. At the same time, like, uh, I'm not sure how much I care about it. You know, it'd be nice, but it's no, no, no extra money. I'm not getting, <laughs> just, I'm not getting paid the- more for it. You know, it's, it's like literally just an ego boost at that it's- point in time. So, you know, like I, I have like, let me be clear. I have been asked straight up like, hey, do you have like any voice lines you think would be good? I've been straight up asked that. And I did not put in anything because I could not think of anything readily. I could have, if I wanted to, like, gone back, scoured, put in something, and maybe, maybe it would have gone in. But, uh, you know, like, I prefer, when, when, it, when it comes to all these sort of things, I prefer my work to stand on its own rather mm-hmm. than try and, like, push things, you know? So I would be pleasantly surprised and quite happy if if I did have a moment like that, that people thought was cool enough to go in there, uh, that people enjoyed. But at the same time, like if it wasn't going to happen naturally, then I wouldn't want to happen, have it happen in the first place. You know, I, it would be interesting. Like you, you said no one gets paid, which I, I think everyone knows, but even if they did want to like kick back something to people like who, would actually be the benefactor of that because I mean, it's from other people's broadcasts. So you can argue that like, the lines were said from a tournament organizer. So maybe ESL has some rights to it, but also like, no. If you're saying Seb's name, like people are buying that. Are they buying that because of LD? Or are they buying that because of Seb? You know. So like, it, it, it as, gets far, so- as far as I understand, after the first year that they put it in. They um, they have some pretty ironclad uh, Dota TV if you are running our tournament sort of thing rules. So yeah, I'd assume uh, they would. Could you imagine what that, how that crazy? is really locked on? Because I, I know that was a little bit of a controversy for the very first time they put it in, uh, because at least one of their lines was made uh, not inside of a DPC event at all. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm betting there were some kickbacks for that, um, just to kind of like put the the whole kibosh and just yeah, sweep you know, that you know, you know, sort of thing. But, you but nowadays, check. nowadays, as far as I understand, it's pretty pretty ironclad. Because um, yeah, I, I I guess it all meant like. I'm sure there's contracts. I'm sure people would never want to complain about it or at least publicly or even think about legal action. But you could realistically make the argument that people are giving Valve money and they're making money off of someone else's creative content that they like 
wishy-washy yes. of the rights to you're making yes. like people if people want to spend two thousand dollars to get the longest seb possible then like it, it might not be valve who's making that money they're doing it for the lines right so it, it is a very interesting uh, it's probably not a legal gray area i'm not a lawyer it's probably it's probably ironclad contracts but in in, in theory it's interesting yeah uh, no, I think it's uh, more than anything. I think the chat wheel is a good um, bump in your brand. And it also demonstrates very, like in a somewhat clear way some monetary value that you have to Valve, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, as, as talent working uh, under Valve, it is sometimes hard to be able to demonstrate your value, right? Because if you, if you take any of us away, the show will go on and the show will probably not suffer a noticeable number of viewers, right? Maybe the community will complain, but do you lose any money from that? Not really. No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Like, like people, people could, you know, people always make the argument like, oh, well, like if Owen wasn't doing the grand finals and you wouldn't have that set, you know, you would have something else. Yeah. And, and maybe it wouldn't be quite as good, but people would still be watching. People, people still be excited. Still, there would still be eyeballs. People would still be excited. People, you know, like, so it's hard as a commentator and especially as panel to be able to demonstrate your value. I think we talked about this before. Panel, it's particularly <laughs> hard. Because if you were just to follow the metrics, panel is the thing that people care the least about. Because they just watched a 50-minute game. They're not watching the stream right now. They got to go potty. Going up, they got to go to the bathroom. And they're like, oh, finally, okay, like, I, I got to do my homework now. I got to go you know, get the kids from school or something. Like, I'm already late. You know, they, they stayed till the end of the game, and then they left. So as panel, your value is very hard to demonstrate because all you're doing is retaining viewers. It's more about retention. That's what panel does. That's what good panel does is that it keeps viewers in their seats rather than having them walk away. Be the and, glue. But, but either way, you're going to be losing people, right? So it's very hard to demonstrate like what a good panel does numbers-wise versus a bad panel. So even though like every viewer and stuff, like they'll, they'll have all of their opinions about it. The numbers aren't there to really support it. So, yeah. So when it comes to chat wheel, right? If you just have like a a very direct, like here's how many people are using this chat. Like this chat wheel command is really popular. You know, it's big with the community. People are actively paying money to be able to get to something like that. You know, it has value. Yeah, that's true. I agree with all that. Um, Can I break up the conversation real quick to, to, to toss to you? for uh-huh. uh, a little a little self promotion break. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not even going to edit this. Like we're just going to roll into it. It's going to save me like 15 to 20 minutes later. It's going to be great. You don't have to record it after. Like I'm just going to I'm I'm going to I'm going to And I thought and I thought Joey could get no lazier. All right, thank you for watching this. I am not lazy. I'm a lot of things and I'm not lazy. 
I know, I'm just giving you shit. Uh, thank you for watching the Side Pull Podcast. We're going to continue with our stupid-ass show. Uh, but if you guys are enjoying this, please uh, follow us on all the podcast mediums, and then you can also watch us on YouTube. If you rate us, it'd be really good. And if you do rate us, if you rate us five stars, you leave a comment, uh, then we will actually read it on the show, and Joey will send you some shiny stuff, some digital shiny stuff, and it's really cool. Do we have one for this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, because this week at the end of the show we have another voicemail that we're going to play and talk ah, about. So we're we're playing around right. both of them. Uh, if yes. you do want to call into the show, um, that that number is eight zero five three two eight four zero two four, and we will go ahead and you know play that voicemail live and then talk about it a little bit. Um, we're doing both those and reading the the Apple reviews because they do help the show grow. Like we can see direct metric growth, which is cool because we like it when numbers go up. It makes our egos feel better. And uh, yeah, so so any of those things, if you want to call in, do that. If you want to leave us a review on Apple, do that. It helps. Please call. Call in if you have if you are just thinking about calling in please do so even we're, if you're not sure you're gonna say something stupid go for it anyway man we're, we're, we're a couple weeks away from realizing the segment doesn't work and then canning it so this could yes. be your <laughs> only opportunity to ever do it and the probability of calling to being on the show is remarkably high right now so just 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 <laughs> throwing it out there uh, we're learning. How, how many voicemails have you gotten, Joey? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it at the end. Oh, okay. Because because I definitely at the end of my stream last night was like, all right, guys, I just spammed the number in chat, and I was like, please, I do this podcast. Please call in, say something. We got one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know who that one was too. Anywho, um, okay. Now 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 clap. Ad break over. Clap. Don't edit. Nice. Uh, we were talking about Dota, right? Look at that. Such a natural transition. Mm -hmm. I'm such a good editor. Look at that. It's like people, people, we went in and out of a whole segment and people didn't even know. People are still listening. They're engaged. I know that someone mm -hmm. right now is on a jog. Someone's jogging right now through a residential neighborhood and they're like, you know what? That wasn't a bad ad break. And you, Jeremy, that was for you. Um, can I, can, can I touch on one more thing before we, uh, or we wrap up? Actually, I lied. I want to touch on two yeah. more things, but one of them I want to do really quickly. Um, do you have any at all opinions about the second Evil Geniuses rebranding? Because I suspect that you don't really. No. I, d I don't. I don't like uh, companies do rebranding all the time. Uh, I get why they wanted to dispose of the old one. They got a new one. Um, it's okay. I, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, I feel that way too. I think uh, <laughs> I I more so. I was happy that they went to a version of their older logo. I think that it fits better than what they were trying to do. I'm happy that they pivoted and they listed to people. I think they didn't really have a choice, which is the unfortunate part. Like, it's crazy how much power community has at this point to, like, cancel and be mean to people and harass people about it. I'm sure that even if they wanted to stick to the logo, they didn't want to be harassed for the next years to come, right? So better mm -hmm. to just cave into it and not have to deal with the headache, right? Um, the, the, the thing that made me laugh the most is that when they posted the new logo and i should pull it up uh they like explained all the parts uh, of yes. the logo and yes. i'm like this feels 
this this feels cool in theory, right? Like there's there's uh-huh. some art here, there's some explanation. It makes the whole announcement meatier to be able to kind of give some information. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I can't believe that their whole team, this multi-million dollar team that has capital investment, no one read the stuff that was posted on the graphic and was like Dude, people are gonna make fun of us for this. Or if they did, and they just embraced it. Like I'm, I'm. I just wish that I can be a part of these meetings in a fly on the wall scenario where people weigh the pros and cons of like letting people clown on them versus thinking something's a good idea. Because we on this show just choose to let people clown on us if they want to because we don't care very much like mm-hmm. that's that's almost part of the brand and the fun we don't have to worry about like being shitty or if we get maybe too crazy uh we can edit something out right like it's uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't have to worry too much about it when doing our show we're also not a multi-million dollar worldwide team but <laughs> it's just interesting to me how different different identities handle this stuff so my favorite part about uh, uh about the eg logo is when they added the, uh, the the serifs on it. it. Is the quote on the image was, two sharp serifs at the head and tail of the monogram to signify our voice of innovation and risk taking. <laughs> they fucking changed the vector on their logo. Made put two little spikes on it, and they're like, "This is our voice of innovation and risk taking." And I'm like, "This, d- d- how many people, Phil? Phil, you're not listening to this, Phil." What? what? <laughs> you don't actually believe that. This is some fucking PR bullshit. <laughs> the circular well, shape provides... <laughs> the circular shape provides represent, representation to one of our core values, inclusivity, while achieving a modern and functional design. Cool. I get it. Like, I get it. I understand where this is coming from. But, like... You don't want to be bullied on the internet, do you? And I want to bully you. I want to bully you right now. I'm so happy you changed your logo. I like your new logo. It reads better on Liquipedia. It's better on the jerseys, even if the jerseys look like the liquid ones. You guys can get a little more creative, surely, whatever. I don't have to talk about that. I have no horse in that race. But why Why? Why put out this? This Just give us the logo. Talk about the different points without making it sound like you hired some fucking expensive ad agency to make you sound like nice to boomers. Like... No one is reading this that doesn't think it's a joke. Where, where is the, uh, as a, I remember there was a piece about a, a nod to our past with a look to the future or something like that. The new crest uh. maintains a strong connection to the past logo, the iconic monogram, synonymous with esports legacy and world-class performance. The outer bezel uh. has been removed to allow for a stronger, bolder, and cleaner look. It's the serif ones that gets me. It's the, the our, our the voice of innovation is... and risk taking is the one that I yes. read, and I'm like, guys, innovation and risk taking. <laughs> Phil, I don't know you. I don't know you at all, <sighs> Phil. We've never talked, but like, dude, did you laugh at this? <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely, uh, I remember looking at it and just kind of like briefly skimming over and just rolling my eyes, and, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> It's your new logo. Cool, I guess. It's, uh... Uh, yeah. Uh, the the one thing that I, I actually... The, the biggest thing that I had an opinion on was, um... So, the, obviously, a lot of people made fun of it. And so did to some, uh... Various other 
team owner uh, Twitters, right? And Secret did their own thing, et cetera, et cetera. And they all did their own thing. And, and all of this was ending up on Reddit because people are, you know, laughing on both sides and haha, look at Secret memeing on EG. Now OG's memeing on Secret. Oh, and, uh, and I go into the comment section. I remember Phil had this nice, like, uh, rebuttal that was like, it was a nice little bit of flame. I thought it, I thought it was uh, pretty good. And it's this Reddit thread shows up, and it's something about, like, you know, Phil's um, super salty or something like that. And I go through the comments, and all it is, it's, it, I, I was so close to, like, screenshotting and, like, putting all of the different comments together in, in just, like, one big page. But all it was was people constantly complaining, going back and forth, talking about how Reddit is so biased towards X or biased against Y. And it, it, like everyone is is arguing that it's, you know, everyone's NA, NA. No, it's all Europe here. They're a bunch of OG dick-sucking fanboys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just sitting there, and it's like this bit of schadenfreude. You know, like if only like I, I could just actually see these people commenting and I'm just like, you stupid motherfuckers. You don't realize what's going on here, do you? All of you dumbasses that are talking about Reddit's so biased about this. You're the same people that tell me as a commentator that I'm so biased towards XYZ team that, oh, he just loves sucking that no tail dick. You know, like all that kind of shit. And, and then have like a fucking, I say something about, I go, ah, oh, Reddit's so stupid. And they respond, well, Reddit isn't one person. They're the same people now having this argument in this Reddit thread about how Reddit is so NA biased. No, it's so European biased. You're all so stupid. You're obviously, like, you obviously are a fanboy of a team. Just embrace that. I normally. And stop calling other people biased. You're all stupid. I normally don't call this out in the middle of the show, but I think it all the time when I hear it. Um, production note, that's going at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like, that is the one thing that like, uh, Blitz and I, remember when we did the, the interview with Blitz and he said, the, the thing that I, that really, I don't get that really bothers me is when people hate me for a reason I don't understand. Like they don't know me or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So if I don't you think just that part actually, sorry, I don't think that part actually made it into the episode everyone else heard because half the recording okay. like died, but, but that was part what we talked about at least. Yeah. And, and, and like, so that's what, that's what Blitz really did not enjoy about talent. It's something that like, I, it also bothers me. I totally understand if you don't like me for various reasons, like I joined Dota, I got clowned on all the time because, you know, people just thought I looked douchey and I wasn't Toby and that sort of thing. Like, I understand disliking me, even so far as something as shallow as, like, you just don't like the way I look. Like, you know what? Like, I, I get happens. that. It happens. It happens. You know, that, that guy has a punchable face. I get it. You, you want to punch me in the face. I totally get that. But it, it's the 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 completely nonsensical criticisms where you don't know me as a person. And, and that is, that is one of them, the bias thing, you know, that, that always bothers me. Like people are just like, Oh, he's so biased. Right? That's like, I, I know I'm not because why would I possibly care who wins? They're all fucking millionaires. 
You think I give a shit if Puppy has an extra $3 million compared to No-Tail? You think I care? No. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here, like, making 100 times less their money, you know? Like, you think I give a shit which one of these big boys takes home the big enchilada? I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> you just like, like the game. Why would you possibly think that I care? All I'm doing is presenting the story of the game as it occurs to me. I don't really give a shit who wins. Evil geniuses, because I'm North America, I could give a fuck. <laughs> More than anything, I just don't like casting EG games because I'm NA. So therefore, there's going to be a bunch of, you know, Europeans who are like, every time he says something good about EG, they're going to be like, oh, see, the NA bias, he, he's American. He's, he's voting for the Americans. Like, <laughs> One thing I'm to, not friends uh, with anybody on EG, barring like maybe Arteezy from a distance. Uh, I don't one give thing a shit if he wins. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I can talk eloquently on in regards to your rant, which might be a boring point. Uh, uh-huh. The one thing I have expertise on, um, people talk about Reddit bias a lot. There's more people who visit our Dota 2 from Europe than uh, NA. Like we have the numbers, <laughs> we have the numbers, we have the math. Um, it might pertain to a lot of the time of day that you're looking at the website, but if you're purely looking at like traffic from different regions, you can construe that there is more of an EU bias based on based on traffic. Unless there's a lot of EU fans who are just big NA fanboys and hate Europe, then maybe the numbers get skewed. But the math is very clearly in the favor of Europe, which is interesting because <laughs> you, you, you hear people be like, Reddit's so NA biased, Reddit loves EG, and TL, and even though TL's a EU team, they're they like, oh, fucking whatever. It, it, it's, 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 a, it's a Europe, it's a predominantly Europe website for us in mm-hmm. the Dota 2 space. Anywho, side rant. You know, oh, you know, Joey. This is this is my shocked face. I'm shocked <laughs> you're telling me that. I, I'm so so. Un, I can't believe it, Joey. Uh, my, is my acting skills really coming through right now, Joey? I'm. I just cannot believe you're telling me this. That Reddit is primarily European, telling me that I'm a biased American. Uh, just cannot believe it. Flabbergasted. I'd like to uh, note. Utterly shocked. I'd like to note for the audience listening in audio form who cannot see Capitalist Shock Face. One, there's a video version of the podcast you can watch on YouTube mm-hmm. if you look it up. Two, he was doing a face that was um, like he was acting like he was shocked and kind mm-hmm. of putting his hands on his non existent hair, but also clearly. All the was while not smirking smugly because <laughs> I know all of you. St- Stupid people who call me NA biased are just Europeans and European bias. Just like the dumb Americans when I'm enjoying Dota, they're like, oh, they only jerk out the European teams. You think I wasn't on the other side of that? I've been on both sides of the aisle. People had a reason to think I was biased towards some team just because I was based around some area geographically. Dog, this is my career. I treated with some goddamn professionalism. You think I let personal ties get in the way of my job? Mm-mm. Dude, um... Except liquid, (laughs) except liquid, because, you know, I I really want them to get a W. I should know that I'm highly biased towards liquid. They pay my rent. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, All all of your acting convinced me is that I thought it would be a really fun idea. We should go. uh, We should like grab Charlie and someone else who's like a clown and go uh, go do uh, like like an improv class in a post-corona world. 
I think that yeah, we yeah, might yeah. have. I think that we might have a fun time with that. Um, that is on my short list of. I need to take a lot of improv classes. That is on my to do list, both for help with voice acting, but I know it'd be really good for panel work in general. I've taken some. I've taken various classes. Uh, but I haven't taken anything specifically for improv for a longer period of time. So yeah, I think I, we both that exist, has been on my to-do list. I think we both exist in worlds where like we have kind of gained some skills that exist in that world through like either shows we've done or worked on or, or obviously like panel stuff and casting and even just like being on a, a live stream. But uh, I think it's very important for people to kind of get to understand those basics in terms of entertainment. Um, yeah. It's our I, jobs, right? You yeah. should always be working to get better at your job. Yeah. I think if you're not, then you're complacent and then that gets sad because, you know, for a bunch of reasons. There's, there's, yeah. there's, I said two things to talk about and the first one did take longer than I thought I was going to, so now we might be going long. But uh, while this is still even the slightest bit fresh, um, I'm interested if you have any opinions about all of the newbie news. Sadly, Joey, that is another piece of news oh, that I have me. no you're opinion on. Me, I, like, I would love to be able to to get up on Kyle and you know, like, I'll get up on my soapbox right now and talk about how the the circus is in town and to kick these clowns out of here and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I don't know, like. I'm, I'm definitely, let's put it this way, Joey. I'm definitely not taking any of the Chinese organization's word for it. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait until you know, like uh, I'll wait until Valve steps in and and says something before I really feel one way or another about it. But Ace has been corrupt and dumb as fuck, uh, and I don't know what what organization. It wasn't them that that made this uh, this ruling. Um, I feel like it's it's possible, maybe even likely. Uh, I think it was it was like their their junior team or something like that. I, I don't remember, but either way, it's uh, I'm just waiting for Valve to say something about it. But I'm sure they're all grinding the battle pass right now because they're like they look at newbie like cheating and shit, and they're just like, "Will this make us money?" And they're like, "No, it won't make us money. Uh, keep working on the battle pass." Yeah. I think it's interesting not for the reasons that I think people have already talked about or seen. I, I okay. was very interested in how quickly it seemed to make its way through the news cycle. And now people aren't even really making jokes about it or talking about it. It feels like an event that took place over 48 hours, maybe. And it wasn't that big to begin with. And then it's just like a thing in the past. And I don't know if that's a testament to like newbie being a team that's not serious anymore or a testament to uh the western audience not caring too much but you know you hear stuff like how long was arrow in the zeitgeist how many people still talk about and joke about 322 stuff right like i think that this is a thing that's kind of how many people like if you go to other places still still focus on the the counter-strike i buy power stuff right like it is mm -hmm. It is normally something that once it reaches a certain magnitude, a certain level, that just has this crazy staying power in people's minds. But I feel like that isn't the case here, and I'm trying to figure out why. I, I don't know why it seems to have uh, blown over, I guess, to say. I, I don't know why it feels like it's blown over so quickly. Uh, I think a number of reasons. First of all, it's Chinese teams, so um, naturally less 
like Western nerds just don't care that much. Uh, second of all, like there's only one person on that entire squad that anybody would really give a shit about if you're focused on tier one Dota because newbie hasn't been tier one Dota for a long time and that's Faith and Faith hasn't been tier one for quite some time. Um, so, uh, he's the only reason that it's interesting at all, because otherwise it would just be, uh, okay, this org of a very shitty team got disqualified. Well, yeah, of course they were cheating because they're pretty shit and so they can't win. So they got to make money some way. Uh, that would be the end of it. It would just be like, all right, whatever. Um, the only reason it's, it's, it's really big is because it's the, the organization newbie, but you know, they'll, they'll drop that team. I'm sure they'll, I, I don't know how they're going to get around this situation. Uh, cause as far as I understand this, um, their band follows their organization as well as the players. So I have no idea how that's going to work, but, um, yeah. Uh, also like what memes are there to be made of it? You know, it's like that, that nobody watched that match in the first place against a Vang girl, whatever that name is, whatever that team is. Yeah, like, you're right. I, I certainly watched, wasn't watching that shit show. I wasn't watching Newbie. They're garbage. And I'm certainly not watching Newbie versus some tier three team. That sounds terrible. I don't <laughs> want to watch that. There's way too much good Dota out there to be watching. Why would you watch bad Dota? So it's, it's no memes to be made out of it. So it has no staying power. And that and uncertainty, right? We just... It's not a whole lot to know. I mean, I don't think uncertainty's ever stopped people from drama before. <laughs> but True. <laughs> True. You're, I, I think you kind of hit the nail. So on let's stick with the lack of memes. The, the lack of memes. That's a solid point. Man, that's uh, that's what our society's come to. Like, in order to stay in the zeitgeist, you just have to be memeable. What a what a sad existence mm-hmm. we've we've deteriorated into. Um, I think. <laughs> I think on that super fun note... Okay, what, what? You're laughing at something, and I'm just curious curious what it is at this point. Does the map of the world behind you have pins uh, in it for all the countries you've casted in? Yes, it does. Yes, oh, it okay. does. It was something Ellie got me for my birthday last year. It's very nice. Uh, I was going to make... I was going to make a... Uh, you know, does the... If a tree falls in a forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it, does it really happen? Does but it, I was going to mix that with, like... Ziori, and, and then that was like, ah, I, it's too much. I can't let you get away with if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's like 20% of the saying, if that too. Whatever, man. <laughs> I was going to mix that saying with, uh, with, with popular scandals, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, but well, I didn't we, want to make we, that joke. So. <laughs> we tried, and now we lived on it for I'm too trying long. Trying to be nice. So let's something something. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what what's there anymore. We should we should uh, play this voicemail that we said we were going to do in the middle yes. part of the show, which is so elegantly dro- dropped in there with my expert editing, and then uh, and then make call again for any more voicemails and see if we keep on doing this experiment or not. But we did get one more, and I want to share with you. I feel bad. Last time, last episode for our very first voicemail, I didn't actually share it with you because I realized it was 2 in the morning and I had to finish editing the show before it got released, so I just did it myself. So you never really got to participate. So I feel like here's a good I opportunity. Saw. Oh, you saw? Well, thank you for seeing because that means... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let me go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put the voicemail right here. 
Hey, this is Gimpy Joe from Texas calling back. This time I'm wondering what y'all think about the A cut versus the B cut for avocados. So if you're holding an avocado in your hand with the stem pointing up to the ceiling and you cut straight up and down, that's your classic A cut. It looks like you see in the commercials. A B cut is horizontal. And I can't figure out why some of my friends insist that the B cut is superior. They say something about if you're only going to eat half of it, you get less browning, you can wrap it up. Anyway, I'm a little biased, as you can tell. Just wondering what y'all thought about cutting avocados. Bye. God bless you, Gimpy Joe. God bless you. He's he's a he's a mod on my stream, and he he makes me listen to some some wild ass music. Uh, do do you care about avocados that much, Joey? Are you a big you, avocado see, now, fan? We can't. I can't possibly go three topics in a row with you with your response being, I don't have a strong opinion about it, but I have a <laughs> sneaking fucking suspicion, Cap. I have, I have the slightest bit of insight that I think that you also, much like logo rebrands and match fixing in China, don't have strong opinions about avocados. So let me step in here. And are, say, are you noticing a pattern when I ask the question? It's because I don't care that much. I don't have a strong opinion. Therefore, I ask somebody else. I have. That's a panel trick. As a goddamn, that's actually a very good piece of advice. If to stop down, it's a very good piece of advice. Um, as a goddamn native Californian, where all of your avocados are coming from, I have strong opinions about avocados. I got strong opinions about guacamole. I got strong opinions about where they're grown, about which ones to pick, about when you can eat them, how much brown's acceptable, and. Any the idea, the mere idea of watching someone cut an avocado the B way to cut it to cut it like you're going across the waist and you're separating it into two like you're some kind of goddamn samurai with a sword and just bifurcating someone is so incredibly appalling to me i i would i would watch that person and i would probably be awestruck like i don't think i would in the moment have any words because i'd be so morbidly interested in what they're doing being so incredibly wrong that i couldn't even muster words aside from just heavy breathing and a a gape jaw there's no world in which you cut the avocado top half little half instead of through the side you're telling what my mother cuts avocados that way <laughs> what <laughs> why there's no reason for this okay so so i had <laughs> so i had no idea what gimpy joe was talking about i was like a cut b cut i even put in a cut b cut uh, avocado and nothing came up i was like what the hell and so i just looked up the two different ways to cut an avocado because i i have in my head like that everyone sees it like it's just natural to see it with the a right yeah because that's how it is in all commercials and stuff like that and i was like what does the b cut look like and i saw it and i was like oh my mom cuts the avocado that way and what gippy joe said was true okay so first of all you you cut it cut around horizontally right and what you do is you squeeze the bottom a bit and then uh once once you squeeze it enough you can actually get the pit to come straight out and then you keep squeezing it and you can actually separate the the peel from the actual fruit so and and what for so from there you can actually save the other half 
much easier, right? Because the, 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 there is very little surface area at that point in time. So it's going to stay fresh longer. I have Ta-da. more questions for someone who is eating half of an avocado. Like, well, how much are you saving? If you're using an avocado as an ingredient, use all of it. If you're using the avocado as a snack, then eat the other half of it in some kind of timely manner that doesn't require some weird fucking avocado process to save. If you're, like, imagine having, like, ah, man, I want some avocado on my toast. I'm a millennial. I probably don't own a house. Let me just have half of the avocado because I'm so poor that I can't. Like, like the, it's so wrong and broken in my head. What if I you feel want so... that avocado toast the next morning? What? Are you going to have avocado toast for dinner too? Have two avocados. Have another avocado. You don't like, what kind of avocado rationing are you doing? You're not buying $30 avocados. Like just eat the avocado. I don't know, dog. A whole avocado to be used for avocado toast. That's... That sounds like way too much avocado. That's fine. That's that's a thick amount of avocado. You you're, you're offsetting the 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 nice blend between the crunchy bread and the the nice softness of the avocado on top. You get too much of that, then it's overwhelming. When is the then last? It just time... becomes the big fluffy mess. When's the last time you've cut an avocado cap? Never. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you, as a person who cuts avocados, how to do it. My opinion is clearly right and superior that I uh, also just I didn't even touch on the point that if you're holding the avocado in the palm of your hand and cutting it, you're also an idiot. You're going to cut yourself. Have some type of knife safety, please. (laughs) Wait, you just put it down. On a cutting board, then you just that is, that is cut across. What, that's not what Joe was saying. He's like holding the palm of your hand. No, well, you know, have some knife safety, my dude. You're gonna slit yourself. I have a very vivid memory of being in third grade, where someone was trying to cut an avocado in a classroom for a science experiment with scissors because we didn't have enough knives, and they were holding the avocado the way you're supposed to, up and down in the palm of your hand, and then started slicing it with scissors. And I think it. At that point in my life, I've never seen so much blood as the avocado slipped and then they scissored the entire palm of their hand. Oof. You know, I've, got, I've actually got a funny story about that. I, I, had a, I have a similar injury. Uh, I have a scar still on my wrist area where my thumb connects. And it was when I was doing, uh, so my family owns like what, what they do is they take, uh, houses, they like houses that have been auctioned off and stuff like that because of bankruptcy and things like that. And they take them and they remodel them and then they rent them out. So I had a lot of work as a kid doing a lot of construction work and stuff like that. And when I was, uh, I think about like 18, 19, I was working on a house and I was definitely cutting the wrong direction because it was like, there was something awkward about it, whatever I was cutting. And it was, um, the, the blade went into my, my wrist area. Oh, that's, just that's fucking a, dangerous, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was very lucky that I didn't cut anything like important there. It's actually like, if you feel like the wrist thumb area, uh, on the side and you feel like there's a gap between like the two kind of bones there that's exactly where the blade went in not okay. that kind of gap so i got very lucky in that regard and um it just on like an instant reaction right i just like the 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 reaction of like oh 
I fucked up. I did something bad. Undo. I pull it out right away. And the blood just comes gushing out. Now, now, as a, as a kid or something like like when you cut when you cut yourself anytime, like once, what's one of the first reactions? Uh, you you put the cut in your mouth and start drinking your own blood, right? Am I? Yes, that right. is exactly okay. what you do, right? And there there is actually a scientific reason for that. Your saliva does help close the wound, apparently, even if it's not the the, the, the it's, even if it's not the cleanest thing, it does actually help close the wound. That was my instant reaction. But obviously this wound <laughs> was far too large to do something like that. So in the space of like three seconds, I go, oh, fuck, pull it out. Blood comes gushing out. I'm like, oh, shit, blood. And I go, <laughs> and I put the wound to my mouth. <laughs> and all this blood obviously gets all over my mouth and my cousin who uh who is like nine months older than me we're working together on this house he rounds the corner and he sees me blood all over my face wrist to my mouth like i'm some sort of fucking vampire who's just like sucking on his own blood and he's just like i remember this look on his face he just looks at me all wide eyed and he's just like what happened? <laughs> in which case, I explained that I stuck a blade <laughs> into my wrist and that I needed to go to the hospital and get stitches. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, so I went to the hospital. I still had blood stained all over my mouth. <laughs> dude, you're dude. You're fucking lucky that you didn't like cut your uh, wrist and do a and do a thirteen reasons why. Otherwise, this podcast wouldn't happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, good times. I watched my dad uh, when we were building something in the backyard. Uh, use a pneumatic staple gun to drive a staple through his hand, and that's <laughs> the queasiest I've ever been. Yeah, that story's much less uh, eloquent than yours that you just told. But I've never. Normally, I'm fine with blood. Um, I'm fine with blood. I'm fine with organs. I can watch surgery. Uh, beating hearts kind of freak me out, but that's the only thing that, that kind of gets me woozy. Oh, I really don't like eye stuff. Like like eye whore and eye surgery, I find it excruciating. Um, mm. But uh, my dad like just has his hands gunned to this wall, and he's like, you have to help me get this out. And I'm like, what the <gasps> fuck do you want me to do? Like, I don't even – like, what, what do I do? Do do I take your wrist and help you pull? Do I help you brace yourself? Do you want me to like go get something you can bite on? As you just like, he's like, no. Can you just like grab the the needle nose pliers that are sitting beside us and like loosen the nail a little bit? Because this is also his right hand, so he's like his dominant hand is stuck and he's like doesn't feel comfortable with his left hand, like trying to pull this nail out. So. I'm here. I am like eleven-year-old Joey outside in the backyard. The sun's setting. <laughs> My dad is screaming so many expletives that the neighbors probably think there's a murder going on. And he's like, "Yes, yeah, son. Can you just grab the pliers and pull this nail out of my hand and the wood?" And I'm looking. And I'm looking at him like, "What?" And he's like, "Hey." dipshit my hand is still stuck like do you mind stopping shocked about this and just get it over with and he was so like candid i remember like he he wasn't panicked he was very calm um aside from all the screaming and expletives but he's like yeah just like pull it out like it was nothing i'm just like oh okay i had more of a problem with it than he did (laughs) 
So it's something about those situations. Like um, I know exactly what that feeling is like. The the adrenaline starts going, and it becomes everything about like whatever it takes to get what needs to be done done right now. <laughs> it's it's you just get like this this weirdly calm like you need to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like well, time to break my limb back into place, or time to just. Dude, that was that was so gnarly. I'll, I'll never. Like I'll that's that's one of probably like the the fifty like most seared in memories I have of my father. Like I'll live the rest of my life thinking about the time that I pulled the nail out of his hand. Um, All right, uh, we, we've talked about two different queasy entries, so uh, I won't talk about the other story I have. But for next time, I have a, a story about a, a big wooden uh, a, pe- a big piece of wood that got stuck in my foot. I'll talk about that story because that that is another one of those queasy like willy ones. This this is a twofer because uh, you'll remind me about my story with metal and a foot. So that's right, something people look forward to. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is our new closing segment. <laughs> Until Queasy week, injuries with Joey and Cap. And God, the amount of people that we were able to off put on this episode is is might be a new all time high between politics, queasy injuries, and whatever the fuck else we started with. The the, it's the like, food. It's like, like every they're, show. They're done. They're done. We're we we're supposed to be growing this, and we're doing a job to it's actively like, harm it. We're we're bad at what we do. It's like every episode. It's like we made a mission to like drive as many people away as possible. It's like, hey, it's thanks great. for listening. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate your time and your ears and your support. Please tell a friend. Also, fuck off and unfollow us. Right? <laughs> God damn it, we're bad at this. Um, if you want to leave a voicemail, which can start off about avocados and then end in personal horrific body injury, uh, the phone number is eight zero five three two eight four zero two four. Please call. No one else has aside from capitalists mods and we might realize this doesn't work we'll figure it out later i'm still trying i'm really hoping for more nuggets because clearly the story inspired a lot of heated uh talk so you know mm-hmm. it worked i appreciate it but i i mean i don't like to call it if i was listening right now i'd probably be like fuck that um but but if, if you're one of those people who, who don't think fuck that just do it maybe we'll make fun of you but until next week when we talk about our feats and have a guest on i think probably maybe uh not gonna promise who it is because last time we did that oops uh that person's still coming by the way in case you were curious soon i think uh yeah i'm gonna stop talking we should we should we should cut it we should just we should just get we should get out